On this week's episode of The Smoke Break, we talk with psych student Juan Denmark about not making a moment into your day. We also talk about what it's like going to school to be a therapist and some of the reasons he did that. Check out The Smoke Break on Shady Pines Radio every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. and on Pretty Dope Experience Radio. My name is Zane Thomas. Uh, I'm here with the mandolin deal and Juan Denmark. Yes, Juan Denmark. Yes, thank absolutely. you guys for having me. I appreciate this opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. You're uh, you're somebody who I've always admired as a comic, and I've always I I when I found out that you were going to become a uh, therapist, uh, I had just that much more respect for you. So I can't think of any better anybody better to have on the smoke break. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. The interesting thing about you too is that I like you guys individually, <laughs> and I never I didn't know you guys were a thing until <laughs> later on. <laughs> but you guys That's are both funny. equally like beautiful people that I've met since Thank I've worked you. in this industry from you yeah. just spitting your life I think the first time I met you I was on stage and I was like oh crap there's a dude with a better afro than me <laughs> I thought the same exact yeah. thing uh, not surprisingly I'm and very it was, vain it was at it was at Amanda's mic I believe Pizza that. Smita so yep. that was really, yeah. really yep. <laughs> the universe is very interesting hey mm-hmm. brings us all back around brings yeah. us all back around um, so a topic that I wanted to talk to you this week about is uh it's this thing that I do. Uh, everything is just to fix my problems, by the way. Uh, Let's do it. Let's do it. This is Zane's therapy. I'm just like, hey, how do I get this for free? Just constantly keep working. I mean, that's, this that's is my goal. therapy, honestly. honestly yeah, this honestly. is my therapy, too. Hey, hey. Awesome. All Perfect. right, well, let's do it. Um, so this week, I did want to talk about this. Uh, not making a moment your entire day. Um, okay. That's something that like I have a really bad habit of doing is uh, something will upset me in a moment. And then like the the one of the coolest memes I ever saw was just like, did you have a bad day or did you have a bad five minutes that you made into your entire day? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was like, yo, that's I, yeah, I have I have I have wrestlings with moments like that as well. Do you work on like internal breathing or I've actually been doing exercises? that. I've been doing that a lot recently. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. want to I want to shout out balance. I believe it is. They mm-hmm. actually they just they, they have a full free year of like meditations and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. They're just like for mental health awareness month, which I was like, I thought that was last month. I guess every month yeah. is mental health awareness yeah. month, which is probably fine because I'm constantly aware. <laughs> um, but yeah, they have they have a, they have a year uh, subscription for it. So they just dropped wow. that. So I was and they and here's the best part. Parts. They have a black dude narrating it, which it's like on some reading rainbows, dude. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I like that. I support that. Give it up for balance. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, it's 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 something that you know, it's like a representation thing where it's just like I didn't think that I would find it more comforting, but it's just like as a as a as a black person, I feel like you know, going into a lot of that stuff, and I I feel like it's a white dominated where it's usually, just like, hi, I'm a yeah, white lady, usually, and you're relaxing. Yeah, yeah, it's like very, I'm not. Very nasally white lady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To breathe. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, yeah. bitch, can you blow your nose? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we're going to get sponsored by them. Uh, <laughs> Kleenex. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's part of the reason uh, I got interested in being a therapist as well, because I do realize that there's not much representation for mm. people that look like us. So yeah. to kind of jump in that realm and be... Uh, a flagsman of sorts yeah um to kind of ease people into the process of mental health is something that i would love to do yeah no i think that's i think that that's uh that's a really good reason to do it is because it's like going into it and not seeing people that look like us and being expected to talk to them like they've had our experiences it's extremely difficult but we will get there uh but i did want to tackle this first one first uh mm-hmm. so yeah the the whole holding on to a moment is that something uh, you were talking about deep breathing and stuff like yeah. that something i've been working on 
Um, so, so yeah, there's times where moments are stronger than other moments. Mm-hmm. Um, those times I definitely take a longer time to kind of step back from reality. I might even take time to myself and be mm-hmm. alone for a while and just get back into my own Zen. So I might get into stretching, deep mm-hmm. stretching, deep breathing exercises and kind of just release that negative energy. Cause the last thing I want to do is take someone else's negative energy and then put it back onto someone else who's like an innocent bystander. Yeah, exactly. So I exactly. think that's what we're all doing as as a collectives is maybe even unconsciously doing yeah, it, but just giving away our trauma to other people, oh, projecting yes. that onto other people. So I want to always try to focus on not doing that. Yeah, no, I think that yeah. that's that's really admirable is is knowing that like in if you aren't healed from a situation and you're still like triggered, like you're taking your energy and it's not even necessarily your energy. It may have been energy that somebody else put onto you, but you're just you're just flashing that right back out to like people who have nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's yeah, yeah. Um what about you, Amanda? Like Yeah, we were talking about this earlier and for me it's um when I feel that feeling of, let's say, like anxiety for something, just be like, why am I anxious? Because um, I could just feel like anxious all day if I don't address it. So either like <laughs> shove it aside and be like, I don't want to be anxious. So I'll pretend I'm not. But then there's kind of that like underlying just like tenseness about mm-hmm. your day. Or you're like, I feel anxious. I don't want to feel anxious. I want to stop feeling anxious, but I'm anxious. And I'm thinking about being anxious. And then it just snowballs into like all day. You're mm-hmm. not comfortable at all. So either you ignore it or address it and focus on it, but those can both kind of make it worse. So to recognize like, okay, I feel really anxious. Okay, why do I feel anxious? Oh, because I have this show. Okay, why am I anxious about a show? Because this is like a show I've never gone on before and it means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, why does it mean a lot? Because I want to do good. Why do you want to do good? Because I, I, this is what I love to do. Okay, so, yeah. you love to do it. Are you having fun? No, I feel anxious. Okay, well, how can I like remove that anxiety into yeah. something or take that energy and make it something that is like positive? Because yeah. I find that either I ignore it or I focus on it and both don't really actually make it go away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very true, very true. I mean, a tactic for me, um, I, spent a, I spent time in the military, so mm-hmm. I had part of my job was to jump out of airplanes. So mm-hmm. every time I would jump out of airplane, I would have an overwhelming amount of anxiety mm-hmm. before the plane. I wouldn't even smile or talk to anyone. I would yeah. just be in my own deep meditative thought. And I realized that in those moments, I have to take that time to myself. I have to mm-hmm. kind of remember why I'm here. Why am I doing this for? What's the purpose of it? Mm-hmm. And kind of embrace death in a way. That's, yeah. kind of, that's kind of helped me get over a lot of my fears, especially yeah. in the comedic world as well. I mean, yeah, yeah. sometimes I'm worried about my perception as far as how people are going to take me. But mm-hmm. when I realize that this is all just ultimately meaningless yeah it's a shared dream it helps me it helps me it helps me kind of lessen the the load i'm placing on myself yeah. and just attack well, it and yeah. I, i've talked about it before it's just like there's there's um, monks that like do like a death meditation where they just kind of like meditate on the idea that like death is uh, inevitable so it's yeah. like to accept that and not run away from it allows you to you know really just live each day as if it were your last because it's just like death is going to happen regardless so it's like you us trying to run away from that thought and thinking that oh I have another day I have another day I have another day is the reason why stuff never gets done mm-hmm. wow I did not know monks did death meditation yeah yeah a, cer- a certain group of monks it was something it, I it was like I had gotten a book it was like the subtle art I'm not giving a fuck and I'm like yo they put like a bad word on this this must be edgy and fucking cool fell for the marketing yeah, I'm it was glad just you- a self help book <laughs> Uh, but they had kind of put that at the end, you know, where it was kind of just like, yeah, why do you give a fuck? Like, you're going to die eventually anyways. Like, yeah. just 
you know, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess it's just something to like kind of keep in the in the forefront of your mind, you know, like not as something to be afraid of, but something to be aware of. Right. What's mm-hmm. your first natural response to one of these moments that you experience? My first natural response is to shut down, mm-hmm. uh, get very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like there's I mean, some relativity yeah, Amanda, Amanda might be able to uh, confirm. Uh, so I, I, yeah, that's 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 my initial reaction because it's like I I be I get so angry that my 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 I don't want to project that out on people. So it's like if it's, I'm like if I'm not talking, I'm not fucking going off on people. And mm-hmm. it's like, but I'm just sitting in a quiet anger, and that's a that's a harder anger to get out of. You know, mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. if you're talking, you can like vocalize it. You can be like, okay, this is kind of ridiculous, or like, yeah, I reacted poorly. You know, but if you're just sitting in quiet anger, like you're just re- like recycling your Eating. shitty thoughts, oh, just man. like. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I guess like for me, like when I get stuck in those moments is like I try to find a way to uh, get myself out of it. I've realized that if I laugh, that that is that's uh, that that if I can laugh one time, I can laugh twice, you oh, know. Yeah. And it's like if you can if you're in one of those moods, like sometimes it's just like it just takes that one, you know, takes that one friend who's just like, you know, if you get more mad about this, it'll probably fix it. And you're just mm. like, fuck you. Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then you're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, OK, all yeah. right. Yeah, that's very. Like, yeah, I should probably let it ruin your day. Huh? Yeah, 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 exactly. No, that's yeah. I remember when Amanda said that when we were having a rough day and it really just made me laugh. And I was like, why am I being so fucking yeah. <laughs> uh, is a great way to like click yourself out of that stuff. Yeah. Sometimes I get angry when people are trying to make me laugh when it's something that I don't find funny yet. But, <laughs> you know, because some things are maybe a little... I can attest to that. Like too soon. Yeah. Yeah. Too soon. Yeah. But then, I don't know. So it, it also is helpful to just be able to take a moment and just see the contrast of like, you know, something very serious can also be very ridiculous depending mm-hmm. on what it is. Just be like, why are you so mad about that? Mm-hmm. Does that really matter? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. sometimes the person who puts you in that moment isn't even, didn't even realize they put you in that moment and they're mm-hmm. all yeah. just living their life. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> they're it's, at it's, natural grocers or yeah. something. <laughs> just chilling. You know, <laughs> looking at bananas. Well, yeah, that's, just, like, no, that's what <laughs> I, I don't know. I try to be that person to other people like when I'm in Lyft because it's just like, you know, people hop in and they're just like already just like fucking having a day and I'm just like, okay, I totally get it. Uh, like that's that's ground level therapy right there. Yeah, yeah. honestly, yeah. honestly, no, it's a it's a really cool way of thinking about it. But mm-hmm. it's just like you know, like I know what it's like to to cross paths with a stranger and like one of your worst moments or just a really bad moment and just being like, man, I'm, I have to go to this party and I feel like I'm gonna take this with you. And for somebody to take you out of that so you can walk in fresh into a party and just enjoy it, like it makes all the difference, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, man. I mean. I'm glad I'm glad I was able to kind of understand life and death at such an early age. Mm. I mean, both my parents um, left a lot when I was growing up. They're both in the military. So mm-hmm. um, I was able to kind of feel that pain of people leaving me on mm. a regular basis. So that yeah. kind of put a lot of things into perspective as far sure. as appreciating the moments that I have on earth right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, with even, people. Yeah, with people. I mean, even a close family member of mine that I grew up with actually passed away like three days ago. I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay, you know, but it happens, you know. Yeah. So it's just like when he passed, I was I wasn't as upset because I realized that oh, while he was on earth, I took the time. I took advantage of those moments yeah. to mm-hmm. let him know how much I care about him yeah. to to give him his flowers while he was here. So Yeah. In a way that kind of released that that extra little yeah, bit of stress that Yeah, and like kind of guilt that you have to. where you're like I didn't get to say goodbye, yeah. like, you know, if if you're if you're constantly like reaching out to people, you know, and making that like a, a practice of of just always being that person that because after somebody passes away, that's when everybody's like, I should have, I should have, I should have. It's like, mm-hmm. you should do it now. This yeah. person hasn't passed yeah. away. When was the last time you called them? Right. You know? This was the first time 
that I didn't even have those feelings. Yeah, that's cool. No, yeah, no, I did everything that yeah. I, you know, I could do, and I felt really good about that. Yeah, and I, I feel good. I mean, how do you guys um, conceptualize death? Like, how do you guys look at it personally? Hmm, that's a good question. Well, I wanted to sit, touch on. I really liked what you said. Give them uh, their flowers while they're here, as oh, opposed yeah. to just at their grave. I love oh, that. Yeah. It's just yeah. like give people their flowers while they're here. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Death to me is just like it's part of life. And I think that the beautiful thing about life is that things don't always really die that might not be here. But like my grandmother, I have pieces of her everywhere and like reminders everywhere. And I don't know if it's like her spirit guiding me or if it's just like mm. there's things that that person left ingrained in me that I see them everywhere, whether or not it's like an angel or an entity pointing me yeah. to it. It's just like that person made an impact to where I I remember them and like yeah. cherish them every day. I, uh, on my other podcast, uh, off the cuff, somebody had said that like, we, we die to, they're like, I'm a firm believer that we die two times once mm. when we physically die and once the last time somebody says our name and they're mm. like, so I'm very much about like saying people's names and like keeping the memory them. Of, of them alive. So, oh, yeah. And I mean, while we're here, we're planting little seeds of our existence on other people. Like we said earlier with those mm. moments, mm -hmm. they were projecting, but we're all projecting in some sense, you yeah. know, and it's just, if you're projecting positivity, then that person gets to live their life with that positive yeah. note that you left in their, in Absolutely. their back pocket. So that's the goal for me is to just continue to keep manifesting myself in positive ways to yeah. other people. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's just a better universe. So uh, real quick before we wrap this up, um, what would you say besides like meditation um, and, you know, just keeping death kind of in the forefront, um, what would you say would be just a, a good thing to uh, that helps you just get out of those moods when you when you're stuck in them? Because I mean, a lot of that stuff is it's I, I know what it's like to try and think that in the moment. So mm -hmm. it's like if if I were just in in a moment, like what would be the best way to try and feel better? Yeah, so for me personally, I have a routine. I go to the gym mm. five days a week, Jesus. and then on Saturdays, I'll... That's why you always wear an A shirt. You're just <laughs> like, yeah, you're like, I'm going to go work out this yeah. much. <laughs> and then on Saturday, I work out, and I feel like that's almost an addiction. You know, mm -hmm. we were talking about addiction earlier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've, I've taken that energy that may have stored negativity, and I put it into something that can yeah. bring me a positive result. Yep. And that's helped significantly. And yeah. and I can feel when I'm not, when I don't go to the gym, how yeah. that impacts my my personal self. That's, yeah. that's the last thing. I feel like I've done everything. Yeah. I've read all the fucking books. And yeah. I'm just like, I know they're just like, you know what? Exercise would make you feel better. I'm like, no, no, it's hard. And yeah. I have to go to a place. You and, and me just, talked about this recently too. Because yeah. I feel on days when I don't like go for a run or a long walk or go to the gym, like I can feel it. And it's a great way to get out stress and anger. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean? absolutely. Oh man, like <laughs> lifting weight when you're angry, yeah. pff, money. Or yeah. even just doing push-ups. Just mm -hmm. very simple, basic exercises that yeah. humble you. Because you, you're only going to do something many and then you're gonna fall on yeah your face. Mm -hmm. and it's like man you're right best. i probably couldn't fight him yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's the best feeling to me is that feeling of just exertion yeah, yeah. and then you can feel yourself do more and more each time and that's such like a slow build but it's such a reward but like i can only do 10 push-ups not gonna do 15 yeah. okay like okay. i see you, yeah. I see you me yeah. <laughs> yeah. i see me yeah. i see me <laughs> all right dope. well we're gonna take a real quick commercial break and we will be right back with the smoke break we are on shady pines radio as well as pretty dope experience radio every sunday from 9 to 10 a.m Hey Shady Pines listeners, what you doing Saturday morning? DJ Burrow here, here to tell you about the Nudie Country Show happening every Saturday, 8 to 9 a.m. Pacific Time. What the hell was that? 
Nudie country, you know, it's all about the nudie suit. I came very close to spitting out beer. No need to get upset, Hank. It's all about country music. What else are you doing on Saturday morning at 8 a.m.? I am in the middle of decrumming the toaster. Well, leave the damn toaster be, Hank, and put on some music. Who knows, maybe Peggy will even dance with you. No, sir, I don't feel much like dancing. Well, you don't gotta dance, Hank, if you don't want to. You can just sit back and listen to music from classic country artists, modern country artists, lots of them that wore the nudie suit themselves. Worn by the likes of Graham Parsons, Dolly Parton, Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, and more. You're serious? Totally serious, Hank. I don't much care for that Brian Adams. Bobby will love it, too. Bobby, stop dancing now. It's Saturday morning, 8 a.m. What else are you doing that time of the day? I have never gotten up that early in my life unless fish were involved. So go on and download the free Shady Pines app. Everything's all loop-de-loops and flibberty-gibbet. While you're at it, set a reminder, subscribe to the show so you'll get notifications about it. My God, are you still talking? Wake up early every Saturday, 8 a.m. to listen to Nudie Country right here on Shady Pines Radio. I think we've all had enough of that. Yep. <laughs> well, that was just delightful. Uh, was. If you were, if you're listening on Shady Pines, it was blast. Uh, <laughs> we are here on Shady Pines Radio every Sunday from nine to ten a.m. As well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with the Mandolin Deal. Hi, friends, and Juan Denmark. Did, did, just, just there you go. He, he said hi. He said hi. I <laughs> yeah, keep forgetting to tell people. Good, yeah, it's it's fine. What's audio and video. Audio, audio and video. Audio and video. That yeah. was my silent hi. Yes. Yeah. 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 Hands. Yeah. Hands. yeah. Now we'll edit in a hello. It'll be my <laughs> yeah, voice. Yeah. Sue Hank Hill's voice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Deal. Deal. Hello. <laughs> hello? Uh, also, shout out to Craig Doby. Uh, the show has some good content. Thanks, so, Craig. Yeah, shout out to Craig Doby. Craig Doby's awesome. Doby. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Craig Doby has some good comments. <laughs> okay. Good comments, content. Oh, I mean, he's a good man. Good man. Yeah, good man. Um, but yeah, so the next thing I want to talk to you about is. Uh, Becoming, wanting to become, and I guess kind of following that uh, that path of becoming a therapist. That's something that I've always wanted to do, uh, thus this show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that, you know, I really I really enjoy people. I really enjoy um, just listen, validating people and having them feel heard because that's something that, like, I haven't received a lot of. So it's something that, like, I try, a feeling that I try to create for other people. Right. Um, so what are some of your reasons for wanting to become a therapist? Okay, so initially I didn't grow up wanting to become a therapist. I think no one does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think the the profession of being a therapist called upon me. Mm. I think over time I kept having people just feel comfortable consoling mm-hmm. yeah. their their grievances with me, sure. and they felt like it was a safe space, and I was yeah. always able to provide. A, a quality level of feedback and so that yeah. just continued that started with my family members that started with the people who were supposed to take care of me to friends and mm-hmm. and just continues to to elevate so that led me down the path of okay so what am i going to do with my life and then i thought about all the the genres of education and i couldn't find anything that spoke to my heart outside of therapy yeah yeah if it wasn't for therapy i don't even know if i would be in school honestly Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well i mean it's i I don't know i guess for me it's like it's one of those things that like yeah i definitely feel where it's like you know people just feel comfortable talking to me and i like i've realized that like because i talk to some people i'm like i don't feel comfortable talking to this person so it's like i i understand that that's not something that everybody can do or a feeling that everybody gives and it's just like i i don't know i just i realize how important it is like i've had some bad therapists Mm -hmm. and having bad therapists having bad anything makes you want to go be a good that 
You know, mm-hmm. if you've seen bad comedy, you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to try. Yeah. Uh, but have you uh, had like experiences with therapists in the past where you're just like that wasn't it, but I think I can do it better. No. So I've never really? actually had therapy before in my life. Baller. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I would just say that it just, it's never, it hasn't come up yet, but, sure. um, I'm very open to it. I know that to be a therapist, you have to you have to sit down with a therapist mm-hmm. at some point and get diagnosed. Mm-hmm. So are you hesitant about the yeah. diagnosis? So so I'm I'm very hesitant. I've learned a lot about um therapy as I've been down this road. I actually one of my jobs part time is a behavior health therapist. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um. So I help help veterans and stuff. I speak to veterans on a yeah. regular basis. Cool. Um. So through that education, I learned that there are certain capitalistic tendencies that are taking advantage of that market in a, in a way that I don't really feel comfortable with sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was aware that some people have to be diagnosed in order for someone to get paid. You know, uh-huh. once yeah. I heard that, that didn't really, that didn't really rub my, my soul. The best yeah, way. absolutely. Um, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to have to diagnose someone just off the, just off the purpose of getting money in my pocket. So yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to figure it out the right way to go about it. You know, I want to sit down with the therapist, but I also don't want, you know, that. I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. For yeah. Payment, you know? That can feel dirty. And it's well, also like not being diagnosed properly or if you're oh, yeah. diagnosed, uh, diagnosed, <laughs> diagnosed, uh, <laughs> you're diagnosed, <laughs> you're diagnosed over on the East Coast. Yeah. And even just being on medication <laughs> is so like everyone is different. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's tricky. Well, I mean, I've had just a lot of trouble with diagnosis in the past because they're just like, oh, you have depression and ADHD. And it's just like, no, you have bipolar because that's mania and depression, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's like, so they were treating me one way. And it's like, I think I do have ADHD to an extent. I am doing like 50 things and doing none of them well, but I am doing 50 (laughs) things. Um, But, you know, it's like, I do think that that part of it was correct, but because they didn't have the bipolar under control, like I didn't know how to go about it, you know? Like I didn't know that like drinking is a huge no, you know, Mm -hmm. like because your moods are just like that. So it's yeah, like I had some alcohol fire. On yeah, that add, some, add some emotional alcohol fire onto that, and you get yeah, yeah. yeah. you're having a good time. <laughs> yeah, they do a blast. Now you grab a uh, mic and yeah. tell jokes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, but you know, like getting properly diagnosed, you know, allowed me to understand. All right, these are the confines in which I need to work. Like if um, if if drinking alcohol is out of the equation, then it's like, okay, cool. I know that like my moods have to be regulated by me. Like right. they can't, they can't be, you know, regulated by substances. They can't be, um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't know. I, I understand your hesitancy, but you know, I've also had a lot of be- benefits from it, but getting, pr- uh, improperly diagnosed, having bad therapists, that mm-hmm. was, that was something that turned me off of therapy. I remember. Yeah. So like I had gotten busted, um, I'd gotten busted with meth like 11 years ago, you right? You your raps. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I support that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That. Absolutely. And I'd gotten busted and I was like, yo, I think like my, you know, my life's over, but I got offered this opportunity. I'm telling my therapist, I got offered this opportunity to go to China and they go, yeah, maybe you should just dream a little bit smaller in that way. And I'm just like, uh, okay. And it was like, it's for that to be the person who's supposed to be hyping me up, telling me I can being the person that's telling me I can't, um, is what I guess, you know, it made me want to be that person. Yeah. It made, well, it made me want to be the person who's like, who's looking for a cause rather than a diagnosis. Right. Yeah. So I, I, when I was in this class learning about the trade, I noticed that the people that were going to go out into the field with me mm-hmm. had these these interesting preconceived notions as well. And so mm-hmm. that's what really sparked my brain too. I'm like, wow, these these people are going out here to 
deliver mental health and their their mindset on mental health isn't something that I necessarily agree with yeah. kind of like how you feel so yeah. that that made me want to stay in that lane even more too I'm like we got to we got to even this Yeah there's got to be some like diversity yeah. you know there's got to be people who want to um there's got to be people who want to do it, you know, like for, I guess, the standard basic reasons or whatever. But there's got to be the people who like see an alternative because, you know, looking at the same problem the same way isn't getting us anywhere. If we're looking for the correct answer, we need to stop looking at like what's what we've already said and what's already been done. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Amanda, how has therapy impacted your life? Um, I had some bad therapists as well. And then I had some really good therapists and I've had my health insurance drop me a few times. So I owe... Uh, <laughs> thousands of dollars to therapy and oh, just yeah. haven't been able to pay it and then my most recent therapist um it was just during like quarantine and stuff like that really helped me through addiction and a lot of stuff i needed someone to talk to because i had friends and family but no one was really close to me mm -hmm. like physically besides my boyfriend at the time so i needed to talk to someone about him about my family <laughs> about the people that i the only people i could talk to yeah and uh he promised me that that wouldn't happen he would let me know if my insurance dropped me and then <laughs> my insurance dropped me. And then he said it'd be free for until he was he's kind of like in training. So until he was done with like that time um, and then I got another bill and I was like, I fucking hate this. So yeah. I have nothing against therapy. I just hate yeah. that. The, ca I, the capitalism. The, yeah, that's yeah, what absolutely. I'm saying. It's, mm -hmm. it's two it's two different energies working against each other. Yeah. But they're cohabitating it's yeah. really weird. Well, the, the weirdest part about mm -hmm. like about it is it's just like for somebody to be like hey uh you're struggling mentally you're losing your mind uh i have all the power to fix that but you don't have enough money so you're gonna have to go through that on your own mm -hmm. you know Beat like this. that's yeah and then i was like i'm so depressed because i can't afford my fucking therapy bills but i can't afford to talk to anyone about it <laughs> i was yeah. just like what <laughs> interesting so interesting enough i was actually uh reading the dsm-5 which is the the book that the psychologists use to diagnose you so before they give you that diagnosis they go through this book and, and check it off yeah and so one of the diagnoses is economic problems, which I laughed at because of how they're working together in this mm -hmm. in this system. Yeah, they're, like, yeah, they're like putting you into economic problems while yeah, simultaneously it, blaming you for having that problem. Exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. exactly. Which I thought was so interesting, <laughs> and it's just like, wow. I mean, my, you know, that's I guess that's a part of where we are as a society. You can't just provide help out of mm -hmm. the kindness of your heart it's there has to be some sort of yeah. dollar well yeah, yeah. Of, well i mean we were even talking about that earlier where it's just like man i would do all of this for free i'd do comedy for free i'd do music for free i'd if i had the base amount of my needs met and the thing that would make it so i could have more stuff was just making more like in mm -hmm. doing certain things yeah then i would totally do it yeah. but it's like it's the fact that it's like i have to at a base level make something otherwise i'm losing something otherwise mm -hmm. i can't live then i can't make things and it's like right it just yeah the 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 money aspect of it is definitely a tricky part um so with like you know with wanting to like be a therapist and stuff like that what's uh like do you have like a, a history of like dealing with people that were de dealing with mental health or was it something that you dealt with that you're like i want to deal with this in myself or is it what was what was kind of that oh yeah i mean from from the inception of my life i've dealt with probably a very vast amount of different personalities i'm sure as as we all have sure i mean i grew up in the household with my cousin who was in and out of jail since he was 14 years old mm. um, my dad went through extreme stress he was a you know drill sergeant in the military yeah, so you yeah. can just imagine my uncle was a drill sergeant yeah, that, man that, those those dudes can yell that <laughs> level of intensity mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that he went through 
Um, you know, so my mother, she with all the things that she's been through and then just being in the military and being around different degenerates, you know, mm. I'm used to being around those people who um, the government kind of just doesn't yeah. really care about, but just get this job done for me. So yeah. being around people in that environment, I was exposed to a lot of different mental um, situations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially with like the military. I'm sure there's yeah. just a number of things that like, you know, like over here that we just couldn't fathom that like these people are dealing with that like to be able to get somebody through that, you know, like that's that that takes a special kind of person. So, yeah, I mean, well, I realized that we're all we're all going through something. Sure, and, and sure. So it's just they just wear a uniform and yeah. they, their job is just to be an ar army soldier or whatever. Yeah. But it's, we're all, we're all going through this the same yeah. way. I mean, there's people who go to the store and then they watch someone get killed on their way mm. to the store. And that's, yeah. that's just as it's, traumatizing as being in a war zone. Yeah, so it's absolutely. Like, we yeah. are in a war zone in some, yeah. in some capacity. Absolutely. Some absolutely. would say so. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that, you know, that also just takes like a lot of compassion to see like those problems as not bigger, but like as, you know, problems, you know, like it's not about like whose trauma is worse or who's, you know, it's yeah. like this competition of like who's hurting more is like mm -hmm. it, it really just takes away from the fact that we're all hurting. Exactly. So is, is your goal in therapy? This is a collaborative question um, to rid yourself of all trauma or just learn how to live with it? Hmm. Um, I don't think ridding it is possible. Uh, so I think just finding a way to, you know, live with it and, and move past it and not hold on to those certain things right. where, you know, like I said, where a moment becomes and that moment in any sense where it's just like a moment becomes either a day or a lifetime, like, you know, trying to get past that where it's like, I experienced something, it can be bad in the moment, but like the person that I am or become after that, like I don't want to just be carrying this and projecting it outwards and just holding on to it. So yeah. Uh, what about you, Amanda? Um, yeah, I don't know if you can ever fully get rid of trauma, but I think that you can learn how to cope with it. And I think like just with anything, you can replace things as well. So you can have traumatic things happen to you. I can have new traumatic things happen. But, but I mean, you can replace it with more positive, like yeah. focus and other things that are like not traumatic, but like influential that are positive. Yeah. So you're never going to fully get rid of it. But I mean, if, if you're you creating can, more good moments, yes, than you had bad moments. Yeah. Then mm -hmm. they're not going to be at the forefront of your mind. So it's almost like learning to cope with it if it comes back or if it's still there, but also learning how to like change your focus and your shift onto things that you can focus on that are more healthy and beneficial mm -hmm. awesome yeah. yeah perfect sounds good all right we're gonna take a real quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the smoke break we're here on shady pines radio every sunday from 9 to 10 a.m as well as pretty dope experience radio patches come here boy oh. i love patches and that's why i love patch dog hey dad were you calling me no i was calling the dog patches yes father oh not you honey patch dog makes custom iron-on embroidery patches i can give them my design and in a couple weeks i've got custom patches they can be of my daughter patches my son patches jr or even my dog patches yes dad no no that's patches my wife i'm just making a commercial and because patch dog loves you so much use the code spr10 for a 10 percent discount yeah and you know Oh, they've got that free domestic shipping. For more information, check out patch.dog and fall in love with patches like me. Did you yes, hear me? Dear. No, I'm making a commercial for patch.dog. And welcome back to the smoke break. We are all doing our hair. If you're watching uh -huh. the video, uh, <laughs> it was best, best hair uh, on podcast this week. Yeah. This week. 
Facts, yeah. yeah. Hard facts, hard yeah. facts. Uh, this I week, showered. we are going to... <laughs> feel pretty sweet. Hey. Um, this week, we're going to do uh, another question from the game called Let's Get Real, Bro. And this Get week's question on Get the real. joke break, uh, mm-hmm. we're going to try and make it funny, but it might just be therapy again. <laughs> uh, More therapy. Just mostly my comedy. How do you feel the current culture views you as a man? And how does that affect you? So mm-hmm. I guess we'll switch that over for gender. Um, sure. But yeah, how do you feel the current culture views you as a man? What's the parentheses you? say at the bottom? Um, feel free to bring in other identities, race, ability, sexual preference, etc. Okay. How does society view you as a, okay. as a man? As well, a do you man. Wanna, do you How does look? society view me as a man? Or we could just say a black man. Wow. Let's get super man. specific. Yeah. Really so alienate some people. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try not to overanalyze how people view me but if i have to assume based off of all of the media outlets that force things down my throat Mm -hmm. um definitely there is some form of of curiosity about my motives Mm -hmm. um you know people are definitely skeptic of of what what it is that i am bringing so i definitely can feel that energy when i'm in public sometimes yeah and so i I try to be weary of that which is the empath in me rather Mm -hmm. than just living just comfortably yeah yeah just being like feel how you feel yeah i'm I'm always thinking about someone else's perspective yeah so i do tend to give off even more of a positive energy just so that people feel even more comfortable yeah with my presence so yeah i i can definitely relate with that one where it's just like i i try to i know how threatening uh, people, how threatened people can feel. So it's like to try and off put that, off balance that, you know, it's like I try to to give extra and be like, hey, you know, like, no, I'm really nice. No, I'm a nice um, black guy. Yeah, I'm a nice black. I'm one of the good <laughs> ones, as you guys say. Uh, and it's it's really, it's really hard, uh, you know, just kind of feeling like there are at times points where I'm just trying to overdo it because I'm just like, you know, like I'll be driving Lyft and a white woman will get in my car and I'll just be like, all right, hey, pew pew finger guns. I'm one of the good ones. Not those kinds of guns. All right. Hey, we're all good. We're all, everyone's safe. And it's like just trying to like counteract that is just such a sometimes it's a very uh, an, an awkward thing. But it's like I, I understand. And it's like, you know, like take the black part out of it like i understand men aside like why there is that weariness and so i do try yeah. to like respect that and especially be like, late at night getting in a car absolutely absolutely yeah, well i'm like, walking down the street yeah. absolutely well uh, no like i i had a chick tip me from the strip club and she was just like thank you for not being weird and i was just like that's, that's how low baseline. the fucking bar is i'm like dude. that's fucking it's, baseline it's i was like i literally it's like real. picked you up talked to you not about your job and she's like no this last guy was asking me what time i get off work and just yeah. like all sorts of weird shit and i was just like Mm-hmm. So you're a stripper, huh? It's like, ew, you don't, we don't have to talk yeah. about that. I'm off work. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. The bar's so, so fucking low, you could carry it like a suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, like, I understand why there is that perception and, like, you know, the things that we kind of have to do to counteract that. But, you know, but like putting the black back into it, um, it does feel, you know, kind of like, hey, I'm trying to make, you know, just not not white women or women in general but like white men comfortable where they're just like oh okay he's not gonna he's not gonna hurt you know it's like why am i trying to make you comfortable why can't mm-hmm. i just be me you know right, right. which mean, is still yeah. pretty comforting you know i'm it's not like i'm this huge like gangster dude when i'm like not around my people trying to <laughs> yeah. sup motherfucker uh, <laughs> <laughs> how about yourself um <laughs> um i know that i make a lot of men uncomfortable so Good. I'm flipping yes. the script on these bitches. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, even just like not caring about how I look that much. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so, sometimes it feels like an act of rebellion, but also it's like what makes me comfortable. Other people are not used to that. Like, oh, you don't wear makeup. Oh, you don't mm. shave. Like, aren't you supposed to try and look a certain way? It's like, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Also, I think being yourself is a good people filter. Yeah. So some people are going to have preconceived notions of you in general. And I, I'm also an empath, too. So it's like I don't want people to feel uncomfortable unless it's a dude. Then I don't care. <laughs> <Yeah, it is. laughs> I kind of lean into that one. <laughs> um, I think I don't know. I think people perceive me sometimes as being difficult because I'm not going to adjust to other things. But I think that other people might perceive that as like, oh, this person knows who they are and they don't want to be not themselves. So. I don't know. I guess people probably. How do you see is like yeah. the perception, the perception of women, like in in culture? How do like what do you mean as a woman? How am I perceived? Or how do? This. How do you feel the current culture views you as a woman? Mm. Uh, not very ladylike one. I'll not very ladylike yeah. one. Okay, fair enough. You wear it well. You wear it well. You. <laughs> yeah. Continue the route that you're uh, on. Thank you. It looks good. <laughs> that it is looks inspiring. Good. It is. It's it, like um, I think we talked about it on another episode. But 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 being yourself is uh, it inspires other people to be themselves. Yeah. You know, and yeah. like you've always been somebody who just you know like since the first time you told a crowd of people to suck your dick, mm-hmm. I was like, this person, <laughs> this person is living their best life, yeah. and on the days that they're not, they're telling the world to suck their dick. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, it's, cool. yeah, no, it's, you, you being you is definitely inspiring, um, yeah, but we're, we're here to give flowers today. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. If anything happens to any of us, we all said the nice yeah. things about yeah. each other. Um, but, so, uh, how do you feel uh, the current culture views you um, as, a, as a man? Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, especially because I'm I'm single. So going on dates with people, you are you're so conscious of all the weird dude experiences mm-hmm. yeah, they've absolutely. been through. So I'm just super cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I I usually allow them to make the first sexual reference. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, make, yeah. And make I'm the, not gonna be like, yeah, hey, yeah, guess what? Let, yeah, you, that's. A I just let thing. them take care of everything. Mm, I just yeah, honestly I, I allow them to 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 ride drive the boat. You know. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that that's like a really good um just kind of like barometer is just like yeah. you know it's like you know where somebody you know where your comfort level is so let them meet you at your comfort level instead of meeting you at their or at theirs. You yeah. know, or at least clarifying what the the comfort level is it's just like hey is it cool if i is it cool if we is yeah. it you know yeah. and just consent or just let like women make the first move i think oh i, I think that's, that's great I amanda amanda that. made the first move with me and that's the only reason <laughs> yeah. we dated so. <laughs> i prefer that though because yeah, i, I hate me too. the pressure of dudes just like so are we gonna fuck or what it's like, yeah Ew, no yeah well now we're not even yeah. if i thought about it 10 minutes ago <laughs> had it been my idea yeah. then yes yeah. no i'm the one who tells us when we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> no word <laughs> yeah tell them the other day i was like the days of like me doing the sexy face kiss grab is over mm-hmm. Those yeah. Days are yeah. Over. yeah yeah well it's like it's i feel over. like media yeah. media was the reason that like that like a lot of that stuff was just like it was confusing you yeah. know it was like it seemed romantic and i guess yeah. it was if you're into them but if not it was weird but then it's yeah. like well either way it's still it, kind of like it's, it's like, like a risk ra- yeah. yeah it's like yeah. no that's yeah. too much yeah, yeah. you I'm come meet me that. i'll be over here yeah. i'll come 10 you come 90 would you like to kiss yeah that's that's yeah um but yeah I, I definitely, you know, I, I appreciate that that's something that you're conscious of because oh that is something God. that, like, I try to be a lot more conscious of, you know, it's just like, it's something I, like, I really wanted to be conscious of in, like, comedy is because, like, the thing about comedy is, is that, like, it's a bunch of dudes who don't know how to talk to girls and then a girl comes in and they're like, I'm funny and I barely, I don't know how to talk to people and you're like, I'll talk to you and it's fucking weird. 
And it's weird, it's weird, it's weird, it's weird, it's weird. And so many people do it. So it's like every time there's a new like female comic, I'm just like, hey, if you want to come talk to me, I will talk to you. If you don't mm-hmm. want to come talk to me, there's 70 other dudes who are going to yeah. go talk to you. Like, yeah. I, like I don't pro- have to be the one. Yeah, keep it professional because you treat them like your coworkers. And unfortunately, some people treat their coworkers like a yeah. piece of meat too. So maybe that's not a good comparison. Yeah, yeah, that's a better phrase. <laughs> better <laughs> you phrase. know? But you can like give people compliments on their comedy or you yeah. know say hi to them, introduce yourself. But it's that I find even with the 10 years I've been doing stand up, yeah. there'll be a dude who's never seen me before. And their way of like flirting or asserting dominance or being cool is to like brag about everything they know. And I'm just like, oh, silly bitch. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck yeah, you're talking about. I can't. Yeah. yeah I'm, like, so, I'm so intrigued. <laughs> How is your experience yeah. being a, a woman um, in comedy? Um, that has happened a lot. There's been times like where Zane and I would do shows together mm-hmm. and dudes would be like, I want to do stand up. What should I do? And he'd be like, talk to Amanda. She knows. And they would refuse to talk to me. So he would have different experiences where like Zane would get treated differently because of his race, but he's still a man. So he has that. And yeah. like, yes, I'm white, but I'm still a woman. So it's like, there's those weird different power dynamics yeah. of like people feel more comfortable with him as a man or me being white, but there's always like a reason why they might mm-hmm. be weird, you know, like, yeah, but you're yeah. still a woman. So yeah. you don't know how to be funny. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? It's so stupid. But yeah, comedy still inherently like a white male uh-huh. sport. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so like, they'd rather talk to Zane cause he's a dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Shit. Than me, cause I'm a woman, <laughs> but like, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um the, do you do you feel like uh some of the things that you talk about are like uh are helpful to kind of the perceptions of of men or do you think that like you're trying to go about it in a way that is uh telling them to be better not just calling out that they're wrong yeah i mean i, w- I want my comedy to be for like everybody but i don't really care if men are offended because they're kind of telling on themselves so it's yeah. like i'm making fun of toxic masculinity exactly. i'm not saying that like men are terrible i'm just saying how toxic men are terrible how they're oh, how we're man. taught to behave is very silly and stupid if i can make it silly mm-hmm. then that's funny but if that makes people offended then they're still toxic so yeah. it's like if a dude yeah. can laugh at me making fun of shitty dudes i'm like cool you get it yeah exactly but some guys like i fucking hate you and it's like, like hold you, on you probably yourself. still suck yeah. then yeah yeah <laughs> Yes. It looks like a duck. Yeah. <laughs> and it gets offended that you called it a duck. Yeah. <laughs> that bitch is a duck. <laughs> it's a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, what about you? Do you do you like in, in your comedy, I guess, or like just in the way that like you present other than like outside of dating, do you try to like kind of, um, you know, like either whether it's man or black man, do you try to like uh, curb like some of those stereotypes and those cultural beliefs that are are centered around either race or uh, sex yeah yeah so again I, I was raised in the south so i was i i seen racism head on mm-hmm. um i've lived in different places so i've i've gotten a, a nice wide variety of different versions of people so it's mm-hmm. i try to appeal to everyone like i don't mm-hmm. want to just shit on racist people that feel like that's like easy work mm-hmm. Um, I want to I want to kind of give everyone their just due for yeah. for everything, and I feel like I'm in a beautiful place because a lot of people that are really close to me fit in every single different category. Like, yeah, I have absolutely. a brother who's trans. Yeah, um, you know, I have a I have an uncle who you know is gays. You know, is one of my closest uncles. Yeah, um, I was married to a white woman at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, the military shit. You know, yeah, so it's no, like just you, over time, seen... I kind of have. A, 
compiled a, a, a large array of different experiences that I try to bring to the stage yeah. and yeah. and make everyone feel like we're all having a good time. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's more like well-rounded, but also yeah. like you can relate to a lot of different kinds of people, which is like, I think comedy that's like very alienating or very mm. closed-minded is like, it's, it's only going to work for certain people. Mm. But if you try and have like cast a wider net, then you can get people to laugh at stuff maybe they wouldn't normally laugh yeah. at. You know? Yeah, I yeah, absolutely. Important. I think that, you know, kind of, I don't know, I guess like setting up like an expectation where it's like people think that like, uh, you know, that you're just trashing on on the thing. But it's just like, no, I'm trying to to bring a, a, an informed view to it, you know, yeah. because it's like, uh, I don't know, like, um, what was it? I'd, I'd had like some goofy. Do you remember the joke about the dogs? It was oh just like, yeah it was like a toxic dude yeah or yeah it's just like you know it's like women are like you know most dogs are like you know like oh i don't like men and it's like yeah neither do i yeah you yeah. know and it's, <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. It did, yeah. you know did they call you gay too uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just basically but it's also true because no one says like oh my dog's afraid of women and yeah that, exactly. that part to me is so yeah funny, exactly it's like, yeah that is the thing people are just like oh yeah my dog's traumatized my dog's, by yeah. angry violent men yeah. <laughs> it's like we should yeah. probably stop scaring these sweet ass dogs yeah no <laughs> and shit, women though. you know everyone else <laughs> But yeah, like, damn, yeah. even dogs are picking yeah. up on this shit. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, for real. No, honestly, honestly. Um, all right, well, we're gonna take a real quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with the smoke break. We're here every Sunday from nine to ten a.m. on Shady Pines Radio, as well as Pretty Dope Experience Radio. We captured the taste and sound only here on Open Country. Sundays, noon to one, with your host, Anti-Vandal. Folk music with Anti-Vandal. We captured the taste and sound on this open country. Noon to one, Sundays, with your host, Anti-Vandal. Here on Shady Pines Radio. Welcome back to The Smoke Break. We're here every Sunday from 9 to 10 a.m. on Shady Pines Radio. I'm your host, your old pal Zane, here with Amanda Lynn Deal. Hi, friends. And Juan Denmark. Hello. Yo, there we go. Hey, we did it. We, we did, did it. it. Third time's a charm. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this is uh, one of my favorite parts of The Smoke Break. And if you've ever uh, been near me while I was outside smoking, I will ask you the question, what are you excited for? Outside of this pre-roll that's in my ear. <laughs> um, I'm excited to get on my bike today. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I just started riding bicycle probably like three weeks ago. I got it fixed. Mm -hmm. The first the first couple times I rode it, I was in the naked bike ride. Mm -hmm. The first, the that's first how you time. christened it. Yeah, I christened it. Yeah, so no one should ever want to get on my bike. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not even on the handlebars, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not a, a safe place. It's seasoned. Yeah, I love it. It's seasoned. <laughs> so, uh, are you... Paprika. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so are you uh are you big on like getting outside and like uh, and exercising and stuff like that yeah, okay. oh my god man i mean i run i like to run oh but weird yeah, it is weird. fucking weird the but working I out i can understand but liking to run is fucking <laughs> weird <laughs> so i hate not being good at running and running okay but once i've like gotten my air down yeah. it's fun and then i like to get stoned as shit okay and go for runs that's like euphoric but because i'm getting older and my knees aren't 
as nice as they used to be. Yeah. The bike is the perfect transition yeah, okay. now. Mm -hmm. okay. So I get stoned on the bike, put the yeah. headphones in. Yeah. It's flying. Go down just, this yeah. big ass yeah. hill with no t-shirt on, <laughs> no helmet. Living just, your best just life. Ready to die at any point. <laughs> <laughs> Get the worst road rash ever. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Yeah. Oh man. No, that's super dope. Um, so when you were like growing up, like what was your favorite thing to ride? Was it like bikes, skateboards, uh, rollerblades? Sounds interesting. Yeah. So I lived in Hawaii. When I lived in Hawaii, I got really enamored with Tony Hawk and shit mm -hmm. yeah. and Vans wearing Vans and trying to be a skateboarder. So Those were the I had days. that little cute face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I wish I would have stuck with it. It'd be pretty cool. I'd be pretty cool right now on the skateboard. But um, so it was a skateboard. And then when I lived in Georgia, mm -hmm. there's a skating rink on some ATL shit. Okay. So I used to skate skating rink all the time. And then uh, my family got me one of those like moped motorcycles. Oh, and it was over. And, it was yeah, over. I was. I fell in love. So I'm working my way up to a motorcycle. Right okay, now. start yeah. on a bike. There you go. Yeah, so Not my mom isn't just instantly scared. She yeah, can work up to that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. You you partly got this for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's dope. That's How dope. about yourself? What are you guys excited for? Um. What about you, Zane? Let's see. What am I excited for? Um, let's see. So tonight I'm doing another interview. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm doing it. Uh, the star, I'm gonna be at the Star Awards, which is like a hip hop show uh, where they're giving out some awards. And nice. uh, yeah, 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 I'm pretty excited for it. Um, so it's gonna be our first live in person event. So um, I'm That's definitely nervous. That's yeah. for off the cuff. So awesome. if you haven't checked that out, check it out. Uh, That's cool. You just type. I found out if you type in Zane Thomas, like my three favorite things, all three of my things, and I'm on it, just pop up right yeah, at the top. And I yeah. was like, so that's pretty dope. Uh, so check that out on Spotify. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're we're doing that. Um, yeah, I just I, off the cuff is is it's a it's a project that I, I really enjoy. Um, I get to like scratch another itch where it's like you know yeah we talk about mental health on here. Uh, but I talk about mental health all the time. I'm fucking sick of it. So <laughs> yeah. I'd love to talk about some music. And then they're yeah. just like, I made this because I'm sad. And I'm like, fuck. Uh, so <laughs> right back where we started. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's, I, I really enjoy making that music show and stuff like that. Um, what else am I excited for? Um, I'm excited for, I'm starting to get caught up on money. That's, that's been a big one. That's been a big one. Um, and I don't nice. even know if I'm not, I don't even know if I'm getting caught up, but I think I'm less behind and that, that is close enough for me right yeah, now. Works. Um, <laughs> so yeah, trying to, trying to catch up on money. Um, nobody told me that when I became a Lyft driver that I would not only be my own boss, but my own worst employee. So <laughs> that's been an experience. Zane, where the fuck are you at? Yeah, for real, for real. And I'm just like, I woke up late. Yeah. Also, I got stoned and started texting myself. Uh, on the way to work, right? Now. Yeah. I got yeah. stuck in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Your job is traffic, nigga. What are you doing? <laughs> So, oh my god! Yeah, that's that's what I've been working on is uh, <laughs> trying to get my money right. <laughs> Hell yeah! So yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, I just I'm I'm also an, I'm excited about trying to go to school for uh, just for psych, you know, because yeah. it's something I've always wanted to do. It's something I've really just like had like a huge huge passion for. Um, you know, like my mom was uh, afflicted by mental illness like ever since I was very young, and that's where I like got a lot of my like wanting to make people laugh as I was seeing like one of the most depressed people in my life constantly sad but i knew that if i said something that could get them out of it you know that they just even a chuckle even if it was one chuckle that day that was one mm -hmm. more chuckle than they would have had the entire day and um 
being able to to do that for her it's it's made it so that like i have a lot of compassion when i see somebody hurting it's yeah. it's not a, a thing that i like to see people do and i know you know very peter parker like you know like if you have if you have the ability to help get somebody out of that like why yeah. not do it yeah great power so, great responsibility mm-hmm. yep yep mm-hmm. 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 all right amanda what, what are you excited for um I'm excited for, well, I did some mushrooms the other night and it was exactly what I needed for my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to be able to like laugh and feel silly and just like a lot of stress kind of like melted off. And I was like, man, I wish I could feel this way forever. And then that's always kind of hard when you have like a really good experience, whether it's like just hanging out with friends or, you know, drugs are involved. The next day you might be like, oh, I wish I could feel that way. But I was just like reminding myself of like what made me feel good. And it was like, oh, Um, just being able to laugh and be silly and trying Mm -hmm. to integrate that back in my life of like not being so stressed out and so serious. So there's lessons even when you're, you know, tripping on drugs just to be like, how can I feel this way? It's nothing but lessons. It's straight up just eight hours of lessons. Mm -hmm. But then I also like got really inspired because I've been talking about recording my comedy album for Mm -hmm. a long time. I mentioned I was listening back to an episode and And you reminded me like, are you still doing that? Or um, so Jamal Coleman is doing um, he's helping some people kind of get their uh, like a a tape it can be video audio whatever at like some nicer venues so um i'm really excited that he as uh that he reached out to me as someone that he would be like hey i want i want to do this for you and i was mm-hmm. like okay cool but i think september would be better i got more stuff i'm gonna headline in um idaho and boise like the first weekend in september first or second one ninth tenth whatever that is uh second anyways doesn't mm-hmm. matter um <laughs> but i was like going through my notes and just reminding myself of how I can remember all my jokes is to make it like a story mm-hmm. and be able to interact with people because that is so much more fun. And even doing a show where there was a lot of inside laughers mm-hmm. um, <laughs> last Friday and like talking to people mm-hmm. in a way where they're having fun and it feels like a conversation and then I can kind of like move more smoothly. So just yeah. little skills that I'm like, okay, here we go. Like I feel yeah, more yeah, comfortable. Yeah. Things that you want to sharpen mm-hmm. up before mm-hmm. you do that. Like what yeah, happens if yeah. I forget a joke? You'll survive. Like, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Not you'll a big remember deal. another joke. Yeah. 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 So I'm excited to kind of just keep moving forward and being uh not drinking alcohol has been the biggest tool in my belt to focus on taking this like seriously, but still having fun. Mm-hmm. Like there's less anxiety around it, there's less um regrets, there's more just like in mm-hmm. the moment lessons and fun yeah no i mean it was definitely interesting i was listening back to an episode and it was like it was you talking about like man i think we should be able to drink but like not feel bad about it (laughs) i mean wouldn't that be great but i was not me and i I came up with a really good joke about making fun of my addiction and how it like ruined my life but in a funny way because Mm -hmm. it's so hard to talk about that because people feel like oh they're judging me because i'm also addicted yeah or they'll reflect on their thing they think that like it's in a bar. How do you talk about how you don't drink alcohol anymore, but you want people to still have fun while you're talking about how it ruined your life without ruining the vibe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's absolutely. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers to that. Yeah. Cheers yeah. To yeah. Being drinking. able to like yeah. do a joke that makes people laugh every time. Like, fuck yeah. Cause it's silly, but it's also true, but yeah. it doesn't make people feel bad for me or bad for them. It's Bam, like, exactly. it's like, I'm able to talk about it and it's not like too soon feeling or judgy mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just yeah. like, no, dude, this is just, I fucked up. Oops. Like, yeah. don't do what I did, kid. Like, you shoot your eye out. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that because I shot my eye yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Show up with an eye patch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not warning you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, constant growth is definitely something that will always keep me excited. The goal for me is just to continue to keep 
pounding away at my vision. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everything I've done up to this point has felt very natural and comfortable, just even in how I connected with you guys individually. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. We're on a podcast talking to each other. Which yeah. is, so I feel like my life is just going the right way. Yes. Mm-hmm. And as long as I stay on the path that feels truest to my my purpose and myself, I'm just going to keep getting repaid for it. And yep. so yeah. that's what I'm excited for is just yeah, mm-hmm. definitely the well, universe is in abundance. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It I is. think that that's something that like we don't think about with everything is just like that's that's probably like my biggest problem with like a lot of entertainment is it's like if you see somebody a lot of people see somebody get something and instead of being like, that's awesome. Good for them. They're like, that what? means that I can't have it now. Yeah. And it's like, it's why? Silly. Why are we like this? Why stop? Like, Do you see that in comedy? Oh yeah, and Chicago was like that. The very mm-hmm. more like a lot more competitive and less community. Portland is mm-hmm. a lot more community, but also I've made it part of like I want to be the person that uplifts people. I don't want to nurture that kind of comp- like competitive, mm-hmm. like you know, pick me kind of attitude where it's like, dude, it's something for everyone, and you never know what opportunities you're gonna get, and it's super easy to be like, oh, I really wanted that, but it's like. You're going to get something else you didn't even know you wanted and be really grateful for that, too. And maybe you only got that because you didn't get the thing you wanted. So to just kind of like be grateful for whatever happens. And I got offered a chance to teach some comedy classes, which is something I've thought about for a really long time. And like there's a couple of things in my life that I wish I had, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been able to been offered this opportunity had things not gone exactly yeah, how yeah. they went, whether yeah. I wanted is, that or this not. This would have been a cool thing had you gotten it sooner, but you didn't get it sooner, and you also didn't have the same thing. I probably wasn't feels. ready either if I was drinking and partying and being a dumbass. Like, how yeah, can I teach you? Was like, this is how you're good at comedy. Don't yeah. be a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they're like, this bitch is a has-been, you know? Or <laughs> people be like, wow, they're thriving, and they have community, not yeah. like this person's upset and jaded and a fucking asshole. Because yeah. I've had comedy teachers like that where I'm like, yeah. bitch. Maybe you should not teach because it feels like yeah. you're real pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> Just stay receptive to all energy that, you know, is positive and and always give out positive energy. And I just think it just it just compounds on each other. And it's just yeah. like yeah. one very simple mathematical equation of multiplication. Yeah, so absolutely. Just keep doing that. Like mm-hmm. everyone is being successful in their own right. And yeah, it's, exactly. It's, you guys are proving that. Yeah, so. yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. Well, and you are too, because I mean, like I, I had seen a um, an episode of of I had seen uh, a bit of an episode that you were that you were doing. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, as far I think as it's like your your podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I interview people as well. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it a podcast. It's just sure. I, I feel Interviews I feel apologies. energies of, yeah. mm-hmm. of people that I connect with, and then I'm just like, "Yo, man, do you want to sit down and kick it?" Yeah. Nice. And so, in initially when I first started, I made it an ode to do interviews of people I really love and care about, like my family members. Mm-hmm. So I got all of them out the way from like my sister to my grandma to my uncles mm-hmm. um, nice. and took care of that side of it. So now I'm starting to branch off into just like people that people. I meet and, yeah, and, and regular day. And so that's the thing. I just want to continue to span my, my horizon of, mm-hmm. of yeah. connections. And Absolutely. No. If I feel good energy, I want to, bring light to that yeah well i mean you definitely uh like just an understanding that there's like a story that every person has to share you know yeah. and like all they need is ask the right questions like that's a big philosophy of like why i do this is because mm-hmm. it's like i feel like everybody has these their their own individual experiences that like nobody really thinks to share because nobody asks them you right. know and you feel out of place if somebody mm-hmm. doesn't ask you you're just like oh hey uh, this is what i think about mental health it's like nobody asked you but it's like if somebody asks you it's like huh i guess maybe i might have a perspective that somebody else doesn't because i I tried this, it didn't work. Tried this, and it did. 
Right. Yeah. And and there's a um when I was in that mental health class, mm-hmm. one of the suggestions that they they suggest for people getting into that industry is to conduct interviews on camera. That's mm-hmm. actually very oh, yeah. very um, beneficial for the profession. Sure. So sure. I'll throw them that and then just be like, hire me. Yeah. I, I've already done my hours. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. This, so, this podcast has been an hour. So, I mean, yeah. By the time you get into a, a room with an, a legitimate client, you've had so many um, repetitions. Yeah. You're, you're yeah that's very true. Yeah. yeah. So the open yeah. mic of, of, of therapy. Of therapy. Yeah. 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 This is the open mic of therapy. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. All right. Well, thank you for tuning into the open mic of therapy. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've been your host, Zane Thomas. Here with Amanda Lintio. Bye, friends. Juan Denmark. Juan Denmark. Thank you guys so much. And we will see you next time.